It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. Yes, I'm your host, Jonathan Sanborn. Uh, I just, again, we, we love this show. We love the, I love the fact that you are willing to spend 26 minutes out of your life to tune in, to uh, hear something, maybe a little bit different take on, on uh, life and culture. We're trying to really be a, a little bit different, but we really want to be like Jesus and the way he was countercultural. He wanted, he encouraged pe- building bridges and peacemaking. He encouraged love and compassion. And we're, 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 we get to find those people around our, around our state and even around the country. And so I am honored that I get to, I have so many awesome friends that there are people I can call up on short notice and online today here we have Janelle Shelton. Janelle, hello. Hi, glad to be here. Oh, it, it is my privilege to have you on my show. You were, you're, you're kind of like out of my league a little bit, but you're, cause you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> But I do think I do thank you for 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 covering for me and 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 coming onto my show. Janelle and I work together. Actually, she's Janelle. Where are you right now? I'm actually right now. I'm home, so I'm in the Columbus, Ohio area. And I just want to tell you, I'm going to chop up that part where you just said I'm a big deal because my children are not going to believe anybody. That, so. <laughs> That's right. I think they 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 are daily reminders that we are not a big deal. <laughs> oh yeah, big, yeah, great, great dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Janelle is the uh, area director for Care Portal in the the Midwest. And uh, I have a similar position um, as as the area director in in Arizona and uh, in the Southwest. But she's uh, she's just a dear friend, and we kind of get each other. She's a goofball, but she is a she, again she's a big deal. She's a uh, she spent several years working in state government uh, before God radically redirected her steps to become a champion for children, and I'd like to learn a little bit more what what that meant. And uh, so she is also active in her local church, and uh, and I've heard her sing on many occasions and has a wonderful voice, but just a, uh, a great testimony of overcoming life's obstacles. And I know when you wrote Overcoming Life's Obstacles, was there some one or two things that came to your mind when you said that? Oh, maybe a few. Anybody who knows me is going to automatically assume that that meant overcoming blindness because I am legally blind, right? So it can't really hide that. Um, But life has thrown a lot of challenges my way, like a lot. Yes. And uh, God's been faithful through it. Yeah. I I just, it's a God, it seems like the people God uses the most, he often breaks a lot. (laughs) So (laughs) there is a lot, there's, that does seem a correlation. (laughs) Maybe someone can do a a study on it or something like that about that. No testimonies if you haven't been tried first, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, So much truth to that. Yeah. So basically, Janelle does what I do, but she, she can't see. And she can do it better. And so, she, yeah, she's just an amazing person. Um, so um, before we kind of get into the meat of kind of what we want to talk about, I want to just to, you know, we'd like to play this game called Fake News. And you say something true and something not true about yourself. And I try to guess which one is true. And, I mean, I know you pretty well, but there's a lot I don't know. So I, I'm mm-hmm. going to see if we can stump the Johnny. See what we can, Okay, so just name. So go ahead. 
Okay. So I have a passion for baking, and I am pretty well known for my fancy specialty cheesecake. Okay. Or I am undefeated in Wordle. Undefeated in Wordle. Okay. That is blowing up my Facebook feed, and I don't think I understand it. And I, the last thing I need is another thing to have my th- think about. So I haven't figured it out. So I'm just going to say that you're – I have – you might have referenced your your, your, your cooking abilities in, in a less than positive way. So I'm going to say you do not have a passion for baking and you are actually good at Wordle. I am actually spectacular at Wordle and I make cookies, but I don't make anything that requires being pretty. <laughs> okay, it's just. <laughs> but I do like to sample specialty cheesecakes that other people. Do. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> so I so I got it right. So you're actually undefeated in Wordle. It's true. <laughs> nice. Okay, very impressive. Okay, so so I guess I kind of know you a little bit. <laughs> it does it does help that we're, we've known each other for a few years. So, um, so again, you're the director, the regional director, uh, for Care Portal. So. Tell me that story. You're working for the state, and then God got a hold of you, and now you're with Care Portal. Tell me that story. Yeah, so that story is really a seven-year story mm. that led to Care Portal. And when the story started, Care Portal didn't even exist yet. So my family lives here in the Columbus, Ohio area. My brother is in North Carolina, and he and his wife adopted a couple of little ones from Ethiopia. And then my husband's best friend uh, was also adopting from Ethiopia right after that. And we became a part of their journey, right? We just, we were their biggest cheerleaders. We were fundraising. We were helping them out with all the things you got to do. We were studying trauma and reading the connected child and all that kind of stuff. And during this process, I was really happy to be their biggest fan. Right, I, right. I was really completely comfortable in that role, supporting them, doing whatever that took. Um, if you know me, which you do, but your audience doesn't, I am actually a music major with a church history minor. Okay. I was working for the state in a job that was pretty soul-splitting for me. I did not love what I was doing, but that's where I was. And God started calling my family now... Nine, almost you, 10 years ago. Wait, I mean, a music major working for the government is is, <laughs> is doing well? <laughs> yeah. It, I put that degree to good use. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I started feeling this kind of calling in my heart to, to take a step in this adoption direction. And I already had three bio kids. The youngest was actually not even one when God started leading our family, we were doing this not a fan Bible story by Kyle Eidelman, Bible study by Mm -hmm. Kyle Eidelman. It was fantastic. And I just felt the Lord saying, I've got something more for you. But it wasn't in a direction I was expecting. Mm. And so I did the really mature Christian thing. You know, I was a a traveling music evangelist a lot of the time on the weekends, you know, kind of doing both things is what you do when you're a music musician. Right. And I was known everybody hustling and over right. <laughs> I was known for my testimony and my faith, and God starts calling me, and I did the really bold thing and said, "Okay, um, I am pretty prone to emotion, and I might be misreading this. So, Lord, if you are calling me mm-hmm. to international adoption, tell my husband, tell him, and right. if he brings it up. I'll believe you because he is my polar opposite. Right? He's the introvert. He's 
steady. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not crazy like me. Um, <laughs> and, and so God did. So we'll fast forward a little bit in the story. We were going to adopt from Haiti. Yes. We were going to adopt a daughter. It took seven years for God to firmly close that door. But in that process, I went to a Christian Alliance for Orphans conference. I met an organization called Go Exchange, which at the time was selling beautiful things that were made in Haiti and East Africa mm-hmm. so that we could provide living wages to mamas there. It was orphan prevention was okay. the target of that. And, and so we were doing home shows like Noonday or Pampered Chef or Mary right. Lady. So I would have these necklaces and scarves and handbags and stuff, and I would I would display them, and I would tell the story of Macaline and of Paula Coles and these women who were you know, putting it all on the line for kids. Mm. Um, 85% of the world's orphans have living family relatives that a- just can't afford to feed so them. So 85% right. of the world's orphans have a living relative or a parent? Yeah, or an uncle or an aunt wow. or a brother, someone who could care for them. But they end up often in orphanages because they can't afford to educate them. Like in Haiti, if you can't afford a $20 school uniform, you can't go to school. That's right. the law. Yeah. So I was doing these home shows to help families stay together, and we called it orphan prevention. Okay. And, you know, we talked earlier about my being visually impaired, and we laughed about that. Even at the time, like, God, what are you doing? This doesn't even make said people would hold up a scarf and say, hey, how much is this? And I'm like, I don't know which one is that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, I don't know anything about fashion. I don't know anything about color. But I, you know, I was learning in that time how to advocate for kids and yes, in a yes. different way. Yeah, I was learning fundraising in a different way. I was blogging about our adoption journey and learning to use my voice in a different way. Mm-hmm. And... Um, on my very first conference call that I ever joined for Go Exchange, Joe Kinetic, who's the CEO of Global Orphan Project, who is the, the parent ministry of Go Exchange and of Care Portal, got on and started talking about this crazy thing they were doing in Texas. And I got so excited. I heard these stories about connecting the church to child welfare, and to needs of, of kids in the community through technology. And I got off that call, and I called my good friend Terry, and I said, if this works in Texas, we've got to bring it to Ohio. Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh-huh, sure. Because <laughs> she and I were, we were co-leading a, a foster adopt group, support group in my church, and you know, kind of doing life together. Yeah. Um, but I just, this care portal idea just grabbed me. And so I started following it, and for the next nine months, I just paid attention to every little thing that they released about that. And the next year, the same conference, the Christian Alliance for Orphans Conference, was in Nashville, Tennessee. So we loaded up a van full of people from my church, including my pastor, who was Uh unfortunately for him trapped behind me in the backseat. We drove from Ohio to Nashville. I talked about Care Portal the whole way, and when we got there... (laughs) No way, you have trouble talking, though, but I, I just don't know how you could do that. Uh, I know, it's, it's really a weakness of mine. <laughs> so we walked up to uh, Adrian Lewis, who is the creator of Care Portal, and he, he put out his hand and he said, Hi, I'm Adrian Lewis, but I said, I know exactly who you are. I have been dying to meet you. My name is Janelle Shelton, and if you want to bring Care Portal to Ohio, I know the right people to get you there. 
and I'm going to bring them to you right. today because they have all been trapped in a church van with me all the way from Nashville. To, <laughs> from Nashville I got right? a bunch of people. They haven't been. They haven't eaten in like three days. They need to meet you. <laughs> Like, you just watch out, I'm bringing them all. So, listen, listen, when I bring you my pastor, I'm going to get out of the way. You are doing all the talking. I'm literally going to step back. Right. He is hearing impaired. He needs to read your lips. And so Adrian went home that night, and he called his wife, and he said, So, I think we're going to Ohio, and the charge is being led by a blind woman with a deaf pastor. Nice. And his wife said... Go God. And that was our <laughs> that was it. That was our permission, right? So we planted the flag in my county in December of twenty fifteen. Yes. And I kept doing that while working for the state for a while and then eventually I was able to step away from the state job and make this my full time thing. But we have seen some really amazing things that yes. God has done in my county and all over the country with care portal i could talk about it literally for days i know <laughs> uh, that's awesome and um if you're just tuning in you're listening to counterculture with jonathan sanborn i have on the phone janelle shelton calling in from uh not so sunny columbus ohio <laughs> uh she's uh the area di- the regional director for care portal and um so you know in in this great story of how god kind of brought you in a van to ultimately and, and, and his working over seven years. I, maybe we just explain to our listeners what, what exactly is Care Portal? Yeah, so Care Portal is a technology platform that brings the needs of vulnerable kids and families to churches and community partners who would help if they knew. Mm-hmm. And so it really makes you aware of the needs of people right around you that otherwise are hidden. You know, when, when we think of missions, we often think you have to go overseas. Right. We think of people who have really obvious needs. But in America, we do a pretty good job of hiding our needs and yeah. trying not to let people know. Mm-hmm. And churches have learned to be a little bit wary of people who come and knock on the door and say, I need, I need, I need, I need, yes. because there's a lot of scam artists who are really good at working that. Right. So Care Portal helps to balance those sides. We partner with what we call requesting agencies. So those are people who are already in the child-serving business. They might be child welfare. They might be a local school seeing needs of kids due to poverty. Um, it might be a crisis pregnancy center. It might be some after-school mentoring program. Those professionals who are working with those kids recognize there's a need here. Mm-hmm. They go to careportal.org. Right. They submit the need. They describe what is needed. And that is then sent out as a notification to all our participating churches and businesses and, and community partners who then have the opportunity to respond to that need, and the churches can go and make what we call a connection. I don't actually let my team use the word delivery. Right. We're not Amazon. It's right. not our desire to drop stuff off on your porch and run away as fast as possible. Right. We want to become what agencies would think of as ongoing community support and what church people think of as, guys, this is just a really new way to do a really old thing. This is old-fashioned, door-to-door discipleship, evangelism doing what the early church did, caring yeah. for the needs of the vulnerable, because we love Jesus. No strings attached. So, there's and, and Care Portal is a national program. There's like 28 states. And here in Arizona, for most of our listeners are here in Arizona, we have 124 
churches who are signed up, and you, it, it's um, and in Ohio, it sounds like you have a, a very strong network of churches as well, and many cities. Yeah, we have grown substantially over the the time since we got started, I, but it took a while. You know, my one county started in 2015, and then we had one county in 2016, and then we had another county in 2018. Mm-hmm. And in the last year, we've really seen huge momentum as we have gotten some tremendous favor shown to us by people high up in state government on the child welfare side and on the Department of Education side and the legislature. So that is allowing us to really rapidly accelerate how quickly we grow across the 88 counties in Ohio. So Janelle has done a great job of of really reaching out to school systems, and that's something I'd like to see more here in Arizona where uh, even it's in, we often have child welfare workers enter in needs, but also there's you know one of the first lines often with families is is the school, the first connection where maybe they find out children aren't doing well, and there many schools have caseworkers right on the premises who are seeing these kids, uh, and so they can actually enter in needs. And what a great way for the church to be a blessing and to know, hey, there's someone in, in my kid's school that you probably would have never known. It's not like they can put that in a newsletter, you know. But if it was the need was sent through a caseworker and, and non-identified, a, a, a nearby church could help out. Um, so, yeah, just fantastic what you've been able to do, especially even in, um, in, in expanding into the school system. Well, what we learned to do with schools was instead of think countywide like child welfare, you got to think neighborhood by neighborhood. Yeah. We rally around our kids. Yeah. We buy Yankee candles and flowers and go to car washes for the football team or the band or your local right. elementary. We already do that. We sponsor yeah. the, the girls' field hockey team. What if you could do something tangible that would make a life-transforming mm-hmm. change in a family's life yeah. for those same kids? You're already rooting for them. You're part of their community. Let's show it in a different way. Yeah, I love that. And so most of us think don't think about count. counties like a government designation. We think about our, we do think about our city. We think about our neighborhood. And so Care Portal makes it local, right? It's like it's because it's a radius around your church, right? Right. Exactly. So what we like to do is go find a local school, and there's a lot of churches that are already trying to support their local schools. So let's do that in an organized, cohesive way. Let's Mm. do it together. Let's share our resources so that we can do more for the kingdom, and let's wrap the neighborhood churches around the neighborhood school and see what happens. Mm. So I think we've just, I think if you haven't uh, looked it up, uh, caraportal.org is a great way for you uh, or your church or even your business to get involved, to help make uh, meet a need in your community. Um, it's a great network. We're not everywhere, but uh, we're expanding, and it's been a, a great ride. But you're more than Care Portal. God's just had this story in your life. And, um, and I, I love the idea of power, God's power made perfect in our weakness. That just that verse keeps coming to mind. How has God used your weakness to show his power? I mean, you kind of hinted at the beginning, but how has that happened in your life, because it's something that comes to mind yeah, for you. That, that's a great question. So early on, I've always had the ability to sing, and so I started singing um, and traveling to churches from the time I was really, really, really young, and was given a lot of platform at a much younger age than most people. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I really began to understand God heals us 
in more than one way. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of people prayed that God would heal my sight, and he has chosen not to do that this side of heaven, and yeah. that's okay. But what he did was he healed my heart and my emotions, my attitude, my soul, all the fundamental ways. Yeah. And he has allowed me to view my life challenges as a gift. Mm-hmm. Because people who otherwise wouldn't listen to me have a reason to listen because they see this high energy joy that he's just put in me, this tenaciousness to go fight and advocate for others. And I, mm. I had to learn to be tough, even as a kid, right? I learned sarcasm as right. a defense mechanism early. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I learned to advocate for me. I learned to advocate for others. And that has all been really useful. Yes. But then when we hit this adoption journey, I actually had to have thyroid surgery and I lost that ability to sing for several months. It actually took three full years for it to come back. Mm. And I had to learn to worship in silence, which was excruciating. Yeah. I memorized the entire book of James to try to combat depression. And I just started really understanding other ways that I could advocate for the kingdom through Mm -hmm. writing, through talking through living my life, teaching my kids to give, you know, those kinds of things because I had another weakness that I had to overcome. And in the end of our, of the story, when the adoption door finally was firmly closed in our face Mm -hmm. and I was broken, I Mm. mean broken. I learned in that season to fast and pray on my face in my closet, which is literally just big enough for that. Yeah. Um, I was saying to God, what was all of this for? Yeah. Why? Why? And it took him months to answer the question. And I was reading in First Samuel, got to the story of Jonathan and his armor bearer. And here's mm-hmm. Jonathan who says this outrageous thing. He says, let's go attack the Philistines. And his armor bearer says, do whatever you have in mind to do. I am with you heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Now that was courageous and it was insane. Right. They had to expose themselves, just the two of them, to the enemy. Everybody else is hiding. They're literally hiding. Some of them have turned over, you know, gone to the, the Philistine side and surrendered. None of them have weapons. And here go Johnson and his armor bearer climbing up the cliff, hand over foot, to go attack this insurmountable enemy because they believe in the power of God to deliver, whether by many or by few. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading that, God said, stop. That's who you are. Your friends are bringing home kids who have been adopted. Your friends are fostering, and they are struggling, and you are the one who's holding them together. They need resources. Mm. You're finding them. They need to get ready for an IEP meeting. You're helping them prepare that strategy. Their kids need a babysitter. It's your kids watching them. They, They stand in the corner and cry with you. Yeah, yeah. And so I learned to completely redefine what I thought was an epic failure. We went on this really public adoption journey, and it didn't work out, and I was mortified. I'd taken all these mm. people's money. They oh. all believed in me. I had promised to bring home a daughter, and I didn't. And Satan wow. was telling me every day what a complete and total failure I was mm-hmm. until God helped me understand, actually, you're an armor bearer. You're in the fight, but you are hands and feet. Well, your kids are hands and feet. You are heart and soul. Your mind and strength. You're getting people up. You're getting them equipped. You're getting them what they need. You're keeping them in the battle. You're praying them through. 
that's just as important and different. And that's my calling. And yeah. once I understood that, mm. it just has reshaped my perspectives on pretty much everything. So I always refer to my pastor and I as the weak shaming the strong contingent yeah. because it's just illogical. It really doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I couldn't see where this journey was going when it started, but I'm sure glad I got to take the ride. And I think it's that's a great, that's an incredible story because it's it, it, there's a lot that's great. One is just your personal journey, but also the role that God called you to play is a role that's so that many of us are called to play as well. And and I mean, usually behind one hero, there's usually dozens of lots of other people that made them <laughs> able to do that heroic thing. You know, whether it's storming the beach in Normandy or writing a play <laughs> or, or, you know, whatever, something we think of as this, this some great work, it's off. It's so often it's the armor bearers or it's the, the Sam Ganges, uh, you know, Gan, Sam, Samwise, <laughs> next to Frodo or whatever, who's just there by their side that makes that right. happen. So Most what a great Aaron, story. God gave Elisha to yeah. Elijah. You know, it's, there, it's all through the scripture. We start looking for it. There they are, and they're often unnamed, which I actually really, really Jan- love. And I just want to—I want to name you, Janelle, as a friend. Thank you f- for calling in. I really appreciate your story. God bless you and your ministry in Care Portal. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal.